Welcome to the Chris Clark Podcast Show. Appreciate y'all listening for another week. Uh, we got a great topic yet again for you guys. We're talking about men empowerment. That's right, men empowerment. I got four of my my, my good friends, long time Ghoul Town, Bridgeton representing uh, friends in the house. Uh, Mr. Brian Smith, aka Coffee, uh, JT Burks, and Mr. Levi Feeney. All right, look. Before we get started, I do want y'all to follow me on social media, Facebook and Instagram at Chris Clark Comedy, uh, Twitter, Snapchat, and also Clubhouse at Comic Chris Clark. And uh, just visit my um, website, ChrisClarkComedy.com, sign up for the newsletter. And um, listen, y'all, for the month of February, I'm trying to spotlight um, small businesses. So if you have a small business, just contact me on uh, any of my social medias or you can email me at Chris at ChrisClarkProductions.com um, and send me your small business and I'll give you a shout out on the podcast show. And our small business for the day is La La Lashes. Uh, La La Lashes is actually running a sale this month. Um, all luxury make and magnetic lashes are $10 only just for this month. And they also have waist trainers. So ladies, if you're trying to get that waist right for the summer, get wasted by La La. Uh, she can be reached on Instagram at lala underscore lashes 85, or she can be reached by phone at 856-974-0408. All right, listen, we are talking about men empowerment, and um, just like last week, you know, I want to give a black history fact um, that you may or may not know. This this week's black history fact is Claudette Coven. Um, Claudette Coven is actually one of several women who refused to give up their seat before Rosa Parks. So Rosa Parks didn't actually start that. Um, it was Claudette Coven and a couple other women. Um, the Montgomery bus boycott on March 2nd, 1955. The 15-year-old girl refused to move to the back of the bus nine months before Rosa Parks. She was inspired by black leaders that she was studying like Harriet Tubman in her in, in her segregated school so y'all um it's a big article on her claudette coven googler and um yeah it's a real interesting story so that's our black history fact for the day um listen like i said i got some special guests a couple weeks ago i had two of my good friends now i got three of them three of my good friends and we're gonna be talking about men empowerment i'm gonna let them give their own credentials we're gonna start off with uh Mr. Levi Feeney, Mr. Levi Feeney, tell him about yourself. Hey, yo, what's going on? My name is Levi Feeney. I'm from uh, Bridgeton, New Jersey, reside in Violin now. Um, just random dude. Ath ath uh, I was an athlete growing up. We uh, A lot of my friends that y'all see today, We that's how we came up, straight from sports, Babe Ruth, Mid Bridgeton Midget Football Leagues. Um, went to school, Bridgeton High School. Um, we was raised, you know, raised doing the same things, loving, loving, you know what I mean? Our village, we had basically had like a village lifestyle. Um, everybody was friends, cousins, family members, um, went to school, uh, Bristol high school, like I said, graduated from Rowan university, work at Bristol public school districts, been in a uh, community service and activism, I would say for maybe probably about 15, 16 years mm -hmm. and whatnot. And, um, a lot of us. That everybody really that's here, we all been doing the same thing for years and whatnot. So 
But um, one thing, I'm, I'm the vice president of Positive Vibrations, um, along with JT Burks, nice. the president. Um, I had a lot of different, um, you know, credentials as far as media services and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And uh, one thing I just want to do is make an impact on anybody's anybody's life that I come across um, in any way, in any form or fashion. Give kids opportunities to understand where you know that if you maximize your potential, there's unlimited. Um, expectations that you can uh, achieve. So that's all real basic. Nice, nice. Mr. JT Burks. What's going on, everybody? Yeah, JT Burks, man, just a regular dude from the community. You know, grew up just like anybody else, humble beginnings. And, um, you know, everything that I experienced in my youth growing up, I kind of use, you know, as the, the fuel for everything that I do now in community work. And like Levi said, I'm the president of Positive Vibes Community Group, where, you know, we uh, go out here and reach the kids and families through uh, athletics, exploration, education, and literacy. And that's what, you know, I'm about in the microcosm, man. You know, family man, man of God, husband, father, and just trying to, you know, do my due diligence just to shine light and be a positive person that people can turn to. Nice, nice. B. Smith, coffee. <laughs> Kobe, 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 I'm Kobe. sorry, I'm sorry. Kobe. Kobe, Kobe. B. Smith, Ryan Rill. No, I actually got Kobe when I went over to uh, Ghana in, in West Africa, and they, they basically gave me that name because I was born on a Friday. Oh, wow, so nice. That, oh, me. that was like a personal nickname for me. I'm like, you know what? When I go back, I'm not letting go of that experience. I'm not letting go of what y'all gave me. Yeah. You know, my family. And that, you know, I kept Kofi when I came back. I like that. I like that. You said for my empowerment speaking. You know what I mean? Like even in my book that is coming out, I had Brian Dash Kofi quotes and Kofi. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I'm keeping it. That that is dear to my heart. But first and foremost, before I do my introduction, I want to say that none of these guys are regular dudes. Yeah. Yeah. Like to be a community activist is not regular. Mm -hmm. To be to, to, to pour from an empty cup isn't regular. You know what I mean? Right. To do your due diligence in the community is just isn't regular. That's a village mindset, and it takes strong individuals with society that we have today to do the things that those brothers are doing right. and that we've done in our past. You know what I'm saying? So uh, being modest and being humble is, is awesome. Mm-hmm. But I'm here to say that without the humble and the modest, that it's nothing regular about the work that you that we do in the community. It's right. Right, like it's, it may be, it may not be appreciated as much, um, but it, it's not regular, right? right, right. So, um, I've I've been in. I'm from I'm from Bridgeton, Gould Town, both. <laughs> right, <laughs> grew up in Bridgeton. Yeah. Seventh, eighth grade, went to Gould Town, went to Cumberland. So both is dear to my heart. So I don't know which one to represent during what time. <laughs> so they both my heart. I'm a Bridgeton Bulldog. I'm a Cumberland Colt. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, did music and entertainment. Did events. Worked with Levi on several different occasions when it comes to entertainment and moved to Atlanta, went into the nonprofit industry. Well, I was in the nonprofit industry prior to move to Atlanta, but that's what took me there. Um, and then now I'm in a consultant field. So mm-hmm. I am doing executive coaching, empowerment coaching, and leadership consulting for organizations and, and companies. Nice, nice. Um, man, you took the words right out of my mouth. I was actually going to say what you said about um, – uh, you guys not being regular. Um, this ain't, uh, for y'all listening. I, I just didn't pick three random guys. I picked three guys that, um, 
that are actually doing something in the community, doing something with themselves, their family, and everything. Um, just just to go with the topic that we're talking about today, because I know they can give some great insight on what we're getting ready to talk about, which is men empowerment. All right, fellas, let's get into it. Look, our uh, first question. Um, let's go. Like I said, <laughs> we ain't holding back. Let's go in. <laughs> um, um, JT, we'll start with you. Uh, why is there a lack of men empowerment sessions, like compared to women? We know women have everything, like every other day, they got something, um, girl power, uh, black girl magic, um, something to, to, to build them up. They have it, but you rarely see, I'm not going to say there's any because there are some, but you rarely see, uh, men empowerment ses uh, sessions or things for men to empower themselves, uh, especially black men. Um, why is that? Man, I just think it's due to, you know, miseducation, you know, across the board, whether it be in um, athletics, mm -hmm. religious uh, settings, you know, people automatically put men out and just say, just figure it out, yeah. you, you know, regardless <laughs> of what it is. Right. You know, it's, it's like they look at us, look at us as if we're just supposed to just have this magic wand to find our identity, find our masculinity with little or no guidance. Mm -hmm. So it's like men don't need to cry in the open. Men just are, are tough, tough-willed, you know, um, these strong individuals that's impenetrable as far as uh, showing their, their, their softer side, so to speak. Right, so people right. just automatically think we know all the answers because we're men. And they don't expect us to bounce ideas off of each other. So it's pretty much like a cultural problem from where you're bought, uh, brought up as a young man. You know, people, if you fall and scrape your knees, toughen it up. You know, yeah. don't cry. <laughs> now you're literally hurt. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're hurt just like anybody else. You bleed, your feelings get hurt. You want to cry. And people just say, nah, man, have thick skin. And yeah. nobody never tells you why you are not supposed to deal with your emotional size. So mm. when you become an adult, you just start brushing stuff to the side. I'm not supposed to go to the next man to let them in and, and expose myself as far as my fears and my doubts and needing reassurance. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Uh, Kofi, same question. Uh, why, why is there a lack of Ben empowerment sessions compared to women? I, I, when it comes to gender, I just, it goes into, I think the only thing I can dive into is the emotional aspect of it. Mm -hmm. Um, due to our nature, right? Like we more prideful. Mm -hmm. Um, we, 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 we have been taught, like brother JT Burke said, we have been taught to be those prideful to, to have everything together, figure it out on your own men, right? Right. Men carry a certain title. A king carry a certain title. And we're supposed to have it together. We're supposed to know what we need to do. And if we don't, we suffer in silence until we get it together. But sometimes mm. that suffering and silence can last over a period of years, mm. right? right? If we don't get the, the right empowerment, that silence can be five, ten years. It could be to your damn deathbed, right? Mm. Like You know, like we could be suffering silence for so long without the empowerment. But... I think it's because of that alone It's men carry a certain set of pride that don't allow us to be vulnerable and transparent. 
mm-hmm. where woman that comes natural as the, the, the nurturer, right? Yeah. Like as a nurturer, you're automatically transparent. You're automatically empathetic. You're automatically giving off your emotions or wearing it on your sleeve. So it's easier to have these events where we're going to power each other versus the men. Like, mm-hmm. what are we going to talk about? And we come into that event, therefore, mentally, we got to be prepared to be open to emotion. Right. Right. So you're looking at another grown man and you're talking about failures, mm. right? You're mm-hmm. talking about doubts. You're talking about fears. You're talking about being held down. So basically, it sounds mentally, consciously as excuses, but it's real life. But who wants to talk about those things in public with other men that you don't trust? Right, right. You feel what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Like, women yeah. is a common ground already. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> There's a common ground. We're emotional. That's the common ground. We're emotional. We want to do something about it. Right. There's no common ground with men. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? Uh, I so got you. The pride there blocks it. Wow. Levi? Um, just catapulting off of that, like, we, you got to look at it like society creates the norms now. Like media is, I mean, we already, they're already destroying masculinity mm-hmm. and they're destroying the brotherhood factor. You know what I mean? Like right now, if the brotherhood factor for all of us, I can say I can support every, all three of us. If there was somebody that swung on either one of y'all, I'm coming from the other end just like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> because that's, that, that y'all my brothers. That's that brotherhood. We had that right. connection. Right. You look at our old, um, our old football pictures and our old Babe Ruth pictures and, Stuff where we all lined up. Those were our brothers. So society, to me, has destroyed the norms as far as brotherhood. Um, we already know what the media is doing to masculinity and how they how they're making it be shunned upon. So that's that's a, that's a piece of it where there's no support group. Forget the man. Forget the male. We're, we're, we're empowering us, these women over here, or we're empowering this and that other organization. Uh, I mean, this other group of people. But we're not we're not worried about them because mm-hmm. basically I, I, I feel like this. If you look at the way they're promoting, um, how they're promoting, you know, gay rights and everything else, but they don't promote, uh, let's say, therapy and and, and for African Americans a lot. You know, you don't see that in, in in our urban areas anymore, and you definitely don't see them promoting that to black men as well. When you know we've seen some trauma. But right. nobody wants to support that. They don't want to, they don't understand or they don't think that we have PTSD for some of the things that we've experienced or anything like that. So to, to me, the social norms are just being construed and it's shunned upon. I mean, all you got to do is look at, look how the, the men back in the day in the 60s, 70s, you know, during a lot of the movements, how they connected, they supported each other, like the Black Panther movement and whatnot. Those brothers came together. And they supported each other. Yeah, they were dealing with, you know, a whole bunch of issues, but they came together and supported. So now you look at it, it's just like, forget men. We're going to de-escalate every single thing that they try to do together. And, hey, they got to learn how to deal with it. And, you know, even in some of our um, our families, you know, like uh, uh, Burks was saying earlier, they just tell you, you got to toughen up. Be a man mm-hmm. about it. And like we were saying earlier, sometimes that volcano erupts. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's a wrap. Yeah. We don't, you know what I mean? And I've been to places, I have been in situations where I really needed a support group or something. And I, I keep it real. If it wasn't for maybe two to three or four other guys at the last, you know, at, at that particular moment, 
I would have lost my mind because I had no support group. Mm-hmm. Nobody told me, Levi, you should go. Well, one person did tell me later, Levi, you should go see, ther- see a therapist. I, ne- I never even knew what the- I thought, man, nah. <laughs> but when you, you, you meet and you go there, you be like, yo, this should have been, I should have been doing this for years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Maybe not all, every day or every week, but I, I should have been doing that. So, but you, you'll find every now and then you'll find a support group, but it's, a, it's, it's on your own, but nobody promotes it. So, that's how I look at it. I think it's just, I think it's just shunned upon. Um, masculinity and brotherhood periods just shunned upon in America and society periods. So that's yeah. my, you know, stance on. Yeah, I, I, um, man, I think all three of y'all hit the nail on the coffin. Um, you know, uh, everything that I, I was thinking about, you know, why men can't be empowered. Um, you know, B said it like our emotions, man. You know, we, we, we don't know how to deal with each other's emotions. We don't know how to deal with our own emotions. So how am I going to help my brother out, you know, mm-hmm. dealing with his emotions? You know what I mean? So so then we, we can't have a empowerment session to help each other out because we don't know how. You know what I mean? Um, it's just, it's it's tough. And then um, I know a lot of us think it's, it's, it's feminine. <laughs> you know, to get in, t- <laughs> to get in touch with your, uh, yeah, but get in touch with that side. Like, oh, okay, I don't want to talk about feelings. You know what I mean? I don't want to do that. I want to tell you what's hurting. But, um, Levi, to, to kind of go with what you said, you know, I actually, you know, I was going through something, um, and just to talk, it was a couple brothers at my church and just to talk to him and talk to them and realize, they going through the same thing I'm going through. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or went through the same thing I went through. So they can help me out. Yo, yo, brother Chris, do this and this and this and this and this. And I'm right. like, wow. You know what I mean? You realize, you know, even with our women, you know, you right. realize a lot of us going through the same thing with our women. Yeah. Um, but we don't know it because we don't talk. Right. And you know what I mean? Like you said about the volcano, we get so built up, then we explode. We in jail <laughs> or dead, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, we 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 gotta talk more. Um, let me go to the next question. Um, why do you feel, um, Levi? I start with you. Why do you feel um, women have to do to degrade men in order to be empowered? It seems like every empowerment session uh, women have is. We don't need no man and all blah, blah. <laughs> like, why do you feel they have to degrade us in order to feel empowered? Because, and I might get in trouble for this, but sorry. Right. They're emotional. They're emotional creatures. And they were developed, men were developed as logical thinkers. Yo, wait, hold on. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> yo, what? what? <laughs> yo. What uh what Omar Gooden said on Baby Boy, unstable creatures. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm about to go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Man. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It's getting too bright in here. Put the shades on. That could be logical. Don't don't get me wrong, but we are more logical in a, in a sense, and we're not. We don't operate off of a whole bunch of emotions unless you got this younger generation. That's a different story now. Yeah. But um. I see. I think that they degrade us as uh, a lot of them degrade us for validation purposes, and they are, they avoid uh, their accountability portions. Mm. So everybody is accountable for their issues. Woo. It's just like a, a chick that I've heard me talk about that uh, a bad lover don't make him a bad father or something. One of his yeah. rap songs. Mm. So you have mm. a woman who's 
scorn from a relationship destroy that man and maybe that man might have made a, made a mistake or what up, you know, whatnot. But she destroys that man's entire character and not even realize, okay, I chose this man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I knew what he had going. I knew he was out here doing this. I knew he was out there doing that all, all this time. But I chose him. So I think a lot of uh, a lot of things we find out where we get smeared and all that other stuff, it has a lot to do with validation of self. Mm-hmm. Um victimizing that's a big thing a lot of people do i don't understand why but we not and some some men do it too but we victimize ourselves as a a front to avoid that mirror and we look in the mirror if everybody look in the mirror and they realize okay you know what i was wrong yes she was wrong but what can i do better you know what i mean what can i do to help myself do this so i that's what i kind of feel like a lot of women do that to validate um they're, they're th- themselves to avoid the accountability portion of what they need to do to be a better person, a better person to be a better version of themselves. So mm-hmm. that's why I think you know, we get attacked, we get hit hard, they throw us down, kick us to the curb, and we still bounce back. But right. you know, right. it just—I guess—it makes them feel better. That's what it is. And it's <laughs> least all about emotions yeah. versus you know the logical ass. Need somebody to blame. Yeah. Yeah. JT, same question. Why do you feel women have to de- uh, degrade men to be empowered? I think, you know, just like Levi said, you know, lack of accountability and being honest with, um, I, I think it also comes down to identity crisis mm-hmm. to where, you know, a man is, is a natural symbol of, of, of what we would call strength. So take it to like the animal kingdom. If you see a male lion, he gets all the praise for the beautiful mane and all that type of stuff. So, but when behind the scenes, the lioness is the ones that really put in all the work. So I think a lot of times women just deal with that factor. You know what? If people could just see past his masculinity and what people would perceive as a symbol of strength to understand that we as women are just as naturally strong. I, I think it just becomes a battle of the sexes. Mm-hmm. The only way that I can kind of get people to see a chink in his armor is to degrade his name. Because right. a lot of times that's what a lot of us have is just your name. Right. And if I right. can degrade that right. and make him look bad in that capacity, then I don't have to deal with as much guilt. I will say, you know, and I think that's what a lot of women I would see, you know, from what I've been able to perceive is like, if I could just break him down, then I won't feel as guilty because how many think about the, the place that we're put in. If a man makes a mistake with a good woman, yeah, people might say, dang, he messed up. Right. But it don't get that much attention. Mm. When a woman messes up with a good man, mm. oh, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. He's caught. So she has to, to, to deal with that. You know what I mean? So the best way to, to not have that guilt on her shoulders is to try to make him look bad and paint a bad picture. And that's in everything, man, from politics just trying to get a new position and just excel in life. The best way it seems the strategy that they have is to just degrade the, the guy that in a sense they feel as though they're competing with for yeah. attention or clout or whatever it may be. Yeah. Wow. B. <laughs> y'all, y'all should have put y'all cash apps up here. Y'all preaching. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to say this. I, I would say I've seen two different types of women empowering events. 
I have. I seen a positive one. Mm-hmm. I did. Okay. I was that one. I was actually there, physically there. Um, I was like, damn, I want. I need to date somebody here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, there was an event where because I, I do want to give this. You know, I do want to give love to the ones who do have effective women empowerment events. Right? Right, right. Like they did. It was about, you know, their entrepreneurship. It was about their development. It was about self-accountability. They was they were speaking it all. All the stuff I needed to hear, they was they were speaking. And it felt I felt comfortable there. Not one time did I feel defense, you know, in defense. But then you got the other ones. Yeah. <laughs> and these are the ones that we're talking about here. And I look at it like this. It's pain leading pain. Mm. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. In a nutshell, it's pain leading pain, right? Trauma bonding. Right. Mm. Not taking account, like you all spoke, like like JT and Levi spoke about accountability and all of those things, victimizing. All of that come with anger. Mm-hmm. It comes with the pain. It's the, the word, and this is a human thing. It's, it's so difficult for us to look in the mirror. Right. Yeah. It's so easy for us to project. Yeah. You feel what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. It's so easy for us to project. We continue projecting. We're not looking in the mirror. Yeah. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. So when a woman is hurt and they're torn or whatever, and it can be torn both ways, like JT said, they made the mistake. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And they can't fathom the fact that I made the mistake. I hurt a good man. Like, I messed up. Right? Let's go on this rampage of hate all men. Right? So, and then the second thing I, I say is a common friend sometimes exists, and this comes with trauma bonding, exists because of a common enemy. Mm. So, if we all come together, the best way we can be friends and empower each other is this common enemy. <laughs> and if this, it would hurt us all, yeah. is this men, like, this is a, this is a top, this is what I hate. I hate when, like, and I'm in Atlanta, so I hate when I, I, I meet a female and she'd be like, oh, no, I dated somebody from up north. I never <laughs> date an up north person again. <laughs> you know what up north is? Up north is like D.C. all the way to goddamn Boston <laughs> and up. You know what I'm saying? Rhode <laughs> Island. So you telling me all of these states from Delaware up, yeah. you don't want to date because of one guy. That's yeah. how much hurt. Has been inflicted All on men. you, right? <laughs> so these are the type of individuals that's leading these type of empowerment conversations. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Your one man experience that you're not being accountable for, mm. and whatever you had going on with the relationship. Now, some they may do. There's some men out there that do mess it all up for the good men. That's right. not. I'm, I'm not going to. You know, acknowledge that. You feel what I'm saying? We have to acknowledge that there are shitty men and there are men out there messing it up for the good men, but that comes with the healing process, right. not the women yeah. empowerment hate men process. Right. That's not yeah. a process to healing. Right. That's a That's process true. of deflecting. Mm-hmm. Right. And it feels good in the moment till you leave the empowerment conference and you got to go back and deal with your pain. So at the end of the day, I look at it like that. It's, it's more so of pain leading pain. And I want to encourage men and women in any type of empowerment, if it's not about healing, it's not about uplifting. If it has to down somebody else to uplift yeah. you, it's not empowerment. Right. right. That's right. true. Right. 
Wow, that was yeah. good. If I can, Chris, I can add to that, man. Go ahead, go ahead, brother. Just simple as, you know, what B was saying, this is what I try to tell people a lot of times when they ask me for advice. A lot of problems persist because people fail to admit that hurt me. Right. Mm. You know how much to be fixed with, bro, that hurt. Simple yeah. as that. Or an apology. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. They like that's where 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 killings start. People kill each yeah. other because they hurt. Instead of saying they hurt, they they want to hurt you. So I'm gonna yep. shoot you. I'm gonna take you out. You know, I'm, I'm gonna do exactly. something that's gonna hurt you. Instead of yep. talking about it, like yo, that hurt me, bro. Mm-hmm. Like real yep. talk. Now, if he don't acknowledge he hurt you, then <laughs> you know, do what you gotta <laughs> do. But you know. <laughs> But yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Um, and that kind of leads me in, into the next question. Like, uh, I know we hinted, hinted on it a, a little earlier. Um, um, B, we'll start with you on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, why do you feel, um, why do men feel they're too proud to be in power? Like, is it a sign of weakness? It's, that's a great question. Because mm-hmm. it's like, It's in the middle. Like, it's literally like in between a sign of weakness and a sign of I don't have the strength. Mm. I, I, I'm not familiar with the strength. I'm not educated enough in the strength of transparency. I'm not familiar with the strength of being open. Right. That's a strength. It's the strength of being transparent. But if you're not educated on those strengths. You feel what I'm saying? It's yeah. like you're in the middle. It's not like I'm going in like, nah, nah, I'm not, I'm not willing to be weak. It's not, you're not willing to understand what strong is, mm-hmm. but you haven't been educated on it. So it's like you're in the middle. Right. And then when you're in the middle, right. you're going to lean towards a dump yeah. because you don't know how. You feel what I'm saying? Yep. So when you go in, it's more so I'm going in I want to, in my deep down inside, a man want to be in power. I don't care. Yeah. Right. Deep yeah. down inside. Now, I done talked to the most thoroughest people just came home 10 years, you know what I mean, in the yeah. streets. I have that, and I'm just being personable at this point, I have that gift of when I'm around anybody, but when I'm in the streets, they transparent with me. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I had I had a homie cry on the phone like, bro, I'm 30 plus, man. I ain't where I'm supposed to be, man. The streets lied to us, da 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 da. But on his Facebook, he's still banging. Yeah, right. y'all won't see that part. I seen that part. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Yep. I seen that he don't want to be that. I seen that Word. he want to be more. It's the strength of being educated on how that we lack. So it's like, or not like, yeah, we lack because we gonna all be men. That we lack to be like, how can I do it? Because right. it's a long road. That's a long road. Yeah. It's a long road. We we in our thirties. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's a long road of going back to relearn at a space where you're supposed to be at some form of success for your life. Right. Whatever you identify it is. So uh-huh. at the end of the day, you gotta open up and say, I'm broke, or I'm not financially there, yeah. or I haven't even met. A Figured out what my dream is. I ain't even figured. I'm, I'm around all these men that's about to be talking all of this, but yeah. where I'm at right now, I don't know if they can understand. 
Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I, I'd rather understand and appreciate the people who are around me in this level of grind or street or whatever it is. We could talk about this and we could get drunk and talk about this shit, but tomorrow we're going to wake up and still be on the same mental level we was before we went, we got drunk. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. So right. The elevation requires a whole lot of mental strength and energy. So again, my, my answer is you in the middle. And yeah. that middle is the lack of understanding of how to be strong. Mm. Right? Like we gotta redefine what a strong man is. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, B, let me ask you this before I move to Levi. Um mm-hmm. hearing you talk, um, do you think it's better to empower men like a one-on-one session rather than a group? Because the same thing that you said, you know, your boy, he cried on you, you know, but he on, on social media, he's still gang banging. Like, that's the same thing for me. It's like when I one-on-one with a brother, that's uh-huh. when they, that's when they let it out. But when we're in a group setting, you know, it's hard for them to, to release that, that pain, sort of, so to speak. Um, so, so, so what do you think? You think it's, it's better like a one on, sort of like a therapy session, I guess. Right. I think it's both. I think, I think we need to push the needle. Right. I think mm-hmm. the one on one is, is cool, but if you're not pushed to truly dive in in a empowerment environment, then I don't think I don't know how beneficial it is if we could if we spend so much time one on one. Like I think with the right leadership. Yeah. If you look at everybody on this panel right now and the way we market it, the way we promote it, the way we speak about men empowerment and what that is, I think more people will be open in the group. My first nonprofit experience was doing a reentry program for ex convicts. Mm. Wow. I went back to the I went back to the CEO of the, the organization. Like first and foremost, I'm not naming it a program for ex convicts. Let's change the name of that. Yeah. So let's call it Jumpstart. Let's call it you know what I mean. And let's do um, let's say it's for unemployed and underemployed, and then let me go target yeah. who we need to target. Right. For right. the but we can't go out and label. Individuals, you feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but when they were all in the same program together, I literally they were in a group. It was about 25, and it had some women in it as well. It was grown men crying. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? I was only 25 years old at this point, 24, 25. So, like, but it was grown men crying because they felt comfortable. Like, I think with the right leaders leading a large group, you have to have that. You have to have that ability to create comfort yeah. and openness and transparency in a room. And you got to be first with the transparency, right? right. And right. then everybody else can open up. Yeah. Right. Yeah, definitely. So I think large groups can work. <clears throat> so right. let's not, let's not stray away from that. Yeah, definitely. I, I really think it's, it's a trust thing too. Um, because yeah. a lot of men won't, won't talk if they don't trust you. Um, I mean, right. I know I'm like that. Like, I, I, I fill out a room quick. Like, all right, we, we got some people that's, that's gonna spill the milk. So I ain't, I'm, I gotta watch what I say. 
And then, you know, that, that'll hold stuff in. Like you said, like we go here, we go back to that volcano thing. You keep holding stuff in, you're going to explode because mm-hmm. you ain't got nobody to talk to because you can't trust nobody. Like who can you trust? Mm-hmm. But when you do get in that circle and you can trust that group of guys, man, you feel a whole lot better. Um, Levi, we'll, we'll go to you. Um, why do you, uh, do you feel men are too proud to be empowered? Is it a sign of weakness? Um, it's based on how that man is, um, how he's raised in a sense. And then also I believe through time and age comes, uh, the lack, uh, not, not the lack, but, um, wisdom and knowledge. Mm-hmm. So the older that we get, you already know, you know what I mean? We start looking at things a whole di- And I, I, I like, I always tell people, men, we go through like different trials of life. So mm-hmm. we're not the same people that we were at 19. I'm not the same I was at 23. I'm not the same I was at 30. I'm not the same I was at 32. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, we go through different areas, uh, aspects of life that transition our mindsets to be open, and then we become humble. So I think a lot of the issues where we don't reach out or don't accept has a lot to do with ego and pride. And we all know we all got some guys, you know, we all have been there too where you can't tell us nothing and we rather get the experience first. But now we at the age where if you can break something down to me, you know yeah. what I mean? Save a couple <laughs> years, let me know right now. But I think, um, a lot has to do with, you know, the upbringing. Like my, you know, my dad used to tell me, you know what I mean? Sometimes it's good to keep your mouth shut. You know what I'm saying? Keep your mouth shut and watch, pay attention. You do mm-hmm. have some older males that can really give you. And that's why I miss my uncle. Cause, uh, when my, my pops passed away, my uncles, you know, they passed away too. So I, I don't really have no older male to go to right now and be like, Hey, so what do you think about this? Or what do you think about that? Mm-hmm. So, in a sense, you know, we got to take that, take into account, um, how we were raised, um, time, you know, time, I guess, I guess heals our minds to accept the wisdom and knowledge that we'll be able to develop. Um, and then just jumping into, that therapy session, you know, like um, Brian was saying earlier, um, I know in my situation, um, you know, not to get too deep, but, you know, going through the divorce and stuff, I actually got people like in my fitness club that are actually going through divorce. Mm-hmm. And, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like I have watched them online because, you know, I watch, you know, I just I learned stuff. I, I went through a healing journey. I had to learn myself all over again. I had to evaluate myself where and be accountable for where I was wrong at in a lot of situations and where I wasn't wrong at. I had just to accept it because I didn't have closure in my situation. Yeah. But I watch other guys and I'm watching him and I'm just watching. He pouring out his heart online. You know what I'm saying? Like he, he he's posting mean quotes and all that stuff. And I said, bro, and I hit him up and I said, bro, I said, look, it's time to get your self value back. It's time to get your worth back. I said, let's get into this gym. And let's work out. He ain't getting too much detail about everything, but we started hitting the gym, and that's when he was able to start expanding and expressing himself as far as what he was going through in his marriage. Another brother came on. We started working out, um, getting everything. And, and those sessions, those areas, like Brian would say, sometimes you'll go out, have a drink or something like that with somebody, and you know, that somebody knows, and it, it triggers, it might trigger that conversation. And like you said earlier, Chris. You don't even know. We don't even have a way to know what other that like we dealing with the same issues. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Brian even hit yeah. me up when I was going through, you know what I mean? And I was really going through something. And he really hit he hit me up and gave me some advice. And I'm like, yo, I needed that. 
I was able to vent to him. Um, but being that he's my friend, I wouldn't, you know what I mean? Like I wouldn't expect him just to, you know what I mean? To lock on, but he locked on, he paid attention and he, he reached out said, bro, you know, I know you probably going through this or that. And then you know, I, I just let it out. Same thing with, um, Linwood Mosley, Spooky, and yeah, yeah. Uh, Jones and all of them, and Box and all of them, and, you know, Sam Fowler, a couple of them. Like, the connection was there. It just, it had to be the right time. And that's what I do, like, with my, um, you know, with a couple of my, my fitness group, even with the women that's a part of it. Like, if y'all, we have a, a Zoom meeting maybe every two weeks, and I don't just want to connect it to fitness. And if you have an issue that personally inside that you're hurting with, this is your chance to let it out. We're going to be transparent. So I'm transparent with them first. And then right. that, I guess, allows them to say, look, I'm, this is what I'm going through. It's hard. And I'm like, yo, you know, we talking to each other and everybody gives advice to pick them up. And, you know, it, it takes like, like Brian was saying, it takes that therapy session location. Sometimes you got to find the right location yeah. for people yeah. to be able to, even if you're not a therapist or something like that. I'm all but, about um, the treats. Yeah, back to, you know, back to the question is just, I think a lot has to do with ego and sometimes it just takes time for us to garner that wisdom and that knowledge to say, listen, I need to accept whoever's going to give me a, a piece of life and just, you know, bring it in and apply it to my life. Nice, nice. JT, uh, why do you, um, do you feel men are too proud to be empowered? Is it a sign of weakness? Oh, man, good question. I, I think when when dealing with men, you know, again, uh, it has to come from a pure, honest place mm -hmm. because we as men, we're kind of set up to kind of be a defense, even when it comes to our family or even if it's about going to what they say, the car lot, so to speak. Uh, if they see a woman coming by herself, they, they target her. Right. Oh, I can get over, <laughs> I can sell her anything. Yeah. But if that male is present, it's automatically like, mm, let me be more on the up and up with him. So we have more so that respect factor for one another to where we can, we can smell BS. You mm -hmm. see what I'm saying? Right. So right. just to piggyback off what B said, you know, a lot of the work that I really love about community work is when you can get those one-on-ones and when people open up with honest individuals. And that's something that people have to understand. That's why I don't feel as though everybody can be equal, so to speak, and, and reaching people. Cause everybody don't really come from a pure place, you know, right. be hidden agendas. And we're dealing with men, man. We can sniff that. Mm -hmm. So I don't really think men have a problem with being empowered by other men. It's just, it has to come from a pure, uh, standpoint, you know, where you know I'm giving it to you straight. Right. You know, and, right. um, once they identify that, that you're not playing any games, you're not clout chasing, you're not trying to come up off of them. They, they, they're most cases, they're receptive of it. So I think, man, you know, um, it's so hard to, to gauge each individual because everybody's different. Yeah. And, you know, uh, I just think again, man, men have to be ready to open up. And when they're ready to open up, there has to be that trust. There has to be that accountability. There has to be that brotherhood. There has to be that transparency. And when all those things are there to create that type of environment, you know, men will spill anything out. But it, it can't be like, man, if I, if I share this with Chris, 
how is he going to look at me? Yeah. It has to be kind of like that, that iron sharpens iron mentality mm-hmm. to where now, even though I may be in a broken place, you're still willing to listen to me too. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the best parts of the, the empowerment where it has to be a two way uh, relationship. Cause most men, I don't care what position they're in, whether they're broke, you know, homeless. If it's coming from like a condescending place, <laughs> they're not going to be receptive of it. Yeah. Cause sometimes, man, you'll be out here talking to homeless people or whoever it may be, people who may be locked up and they'd be spitting facts to you. Yeah. So when they see that you're receptive, a lot of times they'd be receptive. So yeah. I think that's one of the best ways to, to approach people, approach everybody as an individual with mutual respect, not looking down your nose at them mm-hmm. and understand that you're there to be an advocate and be patient too. And, and I think that's one of the things that kind of prematurely ends a lot of relationships to where there can potentially be a breakthrough. It's where, uh, we do it in our timing, not in the timing of the individual that we're trying to serve. Yeah. And that's one of the, the most frustrating parts on uh, a lot of people is like, dang, man, if Chris would have just gave me another chance or just walk with me one more week. Yeah. I would have been all right, yeah. but he gave up on me too quick. So I think that's one of the things that men really have a problem with as far as accepting empowerment from other individuals. Is this going to be another person that's going to fall short in my life? Especially we're coming from a place of, of dealing with a lot of our situations, fatherless homes. Mm-hmm. And it's like now, although I want to reach out to Chris, Levi, Brian, are they going to be another brother that's just going to uh, seem good and then just leave me there waiting at the altar so to speak yeah. uh with nothing to turn to and now i'm broken and then now i'm really frustrated because when i really want to reach out again i don't trust nobody because i thought that person yeah. was authentic so with so mm-hmm. many things that mm-hmm. play a part in it you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying yeah it was hard to put your finger on it man broken partnerships disappointment from trusting other people and then them not coming through or people spilling your business out in the streets. (laughs) So, so many things have to deal with why men are reserved as far as reaching out and accepting help. Yeah. I I know, um, you know, I'm, I'm 36 now and this, and I'm at the point in my life where I'm reevaluating my friendships. Um, Mm -hmm. because, um, at, at this age, there should be no reason why I can't come to you and talk. Um, I think one of the best feelings in the world, um, it happened to me, you know, a few times where people are coming to me like, yo, I, I cannot, can we talk? Man, I, I know you're going to shoot it to me straight. You know what I mean? With relationships. And I do. I'm honest because I, 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 I'm, I'm open minded. I, I try to see both sides. You know what I mean? So that's what, that's the type of people you, you want to talk to. Like, yo, give it to me straight. Don't, don't tell me what I need to hear. Tell me. Um, you know, tell me what I want want you to say. Tell me what I need to hear. You know what I mean? And I, I really feel like, you know, we, like you, Brian, Brian said, we all in our thirties. You know, we ain't got time for that mess no more. We 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 need you to shoot it straight. Like, and then a lot of times we we don't need no advice. We just need you to listen. <laughs> you know what I mean? You ain't got to say nothing. Just just be that. I just need to get it out. I need to vent. You know what I mean? So, um. I, I personally don't think it's a sign of weakness, but like we all said, it's just that it's kind of like that trust factor, man. You know, with each individual person, like, can I trust you with this information? You know what I mean? Like, if I'm talking to you about my wife, um, are, are you going to go back 
<laughs> am I, I going to hear it on and the street? talk to the wife. Yeah, and talk to the wife. Yeah. Are you going to have my <laughs> wife? Know. You know what I mean? Am I going to be a Facebook post? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, you, you uh-huh. really can't. It's hard. Like, you know what I mean? Like I said, I try to fill out people, you know, and then um, I don't know about y'all, but it's, it's, um, it's certain people I trust with certain information. Yep. You know what I mean? Like I might, I might tell Brian something about me personally. I might tell JT about my marriage. You know what I mean? I might tell, talk to Levi about my kids. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. But I won't talk to Brian about my kids. I won't talk to Levi about my wife. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, it's like that, man. It's like that. It um, is. So why, um, uh, we'll go to this question. Um, um, Brian, we'll start with you. Why is it hard for men to encourage one another? Because it seems like we hold back a lot of times. We don't, it's like we, we, I know a lot of times, like, I, even for me, I might not say nothing because I'm like, I'm going to mind my business. Or I'm going I'm to wait till he asks me for, for some help. Then I, I mm. shoot it. You know what I mean? But, but why is it hard for men to encourage one another? Just to tell, oh man, you're a beautiful black man. Bro, you look good today. You know what I mean? Or you a handsome brother? You know, you know. Back in the day, we we didn't say he was handsome. We like, man, he, I bet he get a lot of girls, man. Lies, <laughs> you lies. <laughs> yeah, he get bad <laughs> girls, man. <laughs> but um, yeah. So why is it hard for men to encourage one another? I'm a principal person, so I'm gonna go to a principal. Um, okay. And and I try to dive deep into the underlining. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, instead of talking about what transpired because of the underlining issue, my thought process go directly to beneath the surface. And when you go beneath the surface for men, especially black men, we don't have empowerment. We don't have encouragement. Mm-mm. Like, you have to have an ability to encourage before yeah. you can encourage. Right. So if you walking around with pain, you walking around with doubt, you walking around questioning life decisions, you know what I mean, where you at in life, and, or you completely focused on your vision and trying to get out of your whatever situation or circumstances you're in right now, how can you possibly have the ability mm. to reach out and just empower and encourage? Right. You feel what I'm saying? Your mindset is so wired right now that looking at and your trust levels are so down because like you're literally trying to trust yourself. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Like yeah. you're downing yourself, you're questioning yourself, you go through these emotional roller coasters throughout the day. Make it say we're not emotional. But when it comes to things that affect the pride, yeah. we got them emotional. <laughs> yeah. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? Yep. We just handle it differently. We're not emotional on our sleeve, but when it, again, if it affects the pride of who we supposed to be as men, we are emotional. We just hold it the hell in and don't know how to release and don't know how to elevate. You feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So part of elevation is encouraging empowerment. So you have to be in an elevated spirit to encourage. Right. You feel right. what I'm saying? Right. So if you're not there, and sometimes a lot of men not, you feel what I'm saying, is 
It's hard. I mean, and it don't even have to be financially. I'm not talking about the basic above the surface stuff. Right. You can be financially great, but in your marriage and going through shit. Yeah. So now you're questioning. It's the same principle. You're questioning where you were. How do I get here? How do I get out? What's the communication levels? You feel what I'm saying? Right. At this mindset, how can you encourage somebody else's relationship? Exactly. How can you encourage another man yeah. to do these specific things if you don't have the ability to do it? You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I think certain people are gifted with wisdom. Certain people are gifted with the ability to motivate. That's why you have leaders. You know what I mean? Like right. it's, I, I always say it's one in 10, maybe one in a hundred leaders to follow ratio in mm-hmm. society. You know what I mean? Like some people are gifted with it so they can be down and out. They can be drained. They can have nothing left in them and they still going out and, and serving kids and still going out and serving communities. You know what I mean? Like those, that's why I started this show off by saying those people are not regular. Right. <laughs> These people on this whole, that shit ain't regular. Right. To be able to be completely drained and be completely positive at the same time, it's not regular by any means. Mm. So those are only specific individuals. But for the most part, it's difficult to empower and encourage when you're not in that spirit to do so. Mm. Wow. Wow. Levi, um, same, Man, same question for you, brother. Uh, I can't even comment on that. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> that, was, that was his question by himself. <laughs> ego and pride. That's all I can say. <laughs> Ditto. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, why is it hard for men to encourage one another? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Levi. <laughs> Bro, my thing is pride and ego. Everything else, Brian touched on, but I think that's what it is, mainly pride and ego. And when people haven't been in all right, it's, it's almost like how we, 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 we grew up in church and you hear people they say you want that blessing, but you don't know what that person went through to get to it. So yeah. it's a lot of people like that just sit on the outside and they watch and like, man, I ain't commending him on nothing. You know what I mean? Like he don't he don't come to this or he don't show up for that, but you really don't do nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. uh yeah, he and this is another thing too. I, I, I see people when when there's a trend, if your name isn't mentioned, that's another thing too. If mm. your name isn't mentioned then people don't even want to be involved because, okay, um, I've heard, you know, and it, it's the crazy thing is everybody that's here, I've always heard somebody say something slick. I just didn't say too much about it, but mm-hmm. I've heard somebody say something slick because you see, okay, they making noise out here in the streets and yeah. they're actually doing stuff, but why why are you hating like that? And I'm like, yeah, I hear you, but... He actually doing, you know, he he doing his numbers, bro. Like you, you got and uh, Burks will tell you in a quick be. I'm I'm always positive, so I'm like, well, maybe uh-huh. such learned, you know what I mean, a little bit more or something now. But you do have people if your name ain't mentioned, my name ain't mentioned, I ain't supporting it because it's more so for validation purposes. Exactly. We, we exactly. In, a, we in a situation where men, like I said, this generation has pushed so much. As far as like, especially social media, where we had to be validated, bro. The only validation you need is yourself and God. Mm-hmm. But that's an issue too. Like, we a lot of men are, you know, we don't want to support 
because we want to be validated. We want our names to get a little buzz and feel good about ourselves because we don't really feel good about ourselves internally. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to say, okay, yeah, be Brian doing this thing or Chris doing this thing or uh, Bert's, I'm proud of them, but they ain't doing it like this and like doing, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. My name ain't mentioned. So now yeah. my ego and pride is like, forget them. I'm salty. Them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> That's a good man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just to go back, I have been told by a woman she felt that I was living in Burks' shadow. Mm. And yeah. I'm like, how? I said, how was that? But that's my bro. Like, right. You know what I'm saying? That's my brother. And at the end of the day, he called, I'm there. Right. I don't, I don't need no. Oh, I said, same thing with John Fuqua. He called, I'm there. I don't need no line. I could be behind the scenes and, you know what I mean? And a lot of people don't be knowing I do a lot of stuff behind the scenes. Yeah. Just, I don't need the yeah. limelight. But yeah. you got some guys, they just don't, they don't want to partake because they name ain't in the forefront. Right. Don't want to be a servant. Yeah, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, they, yeah. I, I see a lot of people like that. They, they don't want to serve. They, or they only want to come when the camera's on. Yeah. Things like that. So yeah, you, you, you gotta stay away from them people. <laughs> yep. like, yo, like, look, I need people to get down to the nitty gritty. Don't care about who, who get recognition. Like right. we, we have a mission. We need to get this mission done by any means necessary. Right. You know, pe- people ask me, yo, why you go so hard, man? You ain't even getting paid. Like, nah, man, a job, right. need, a job needs to be done. And that's what yeah. I can say at least about our ancestors because even though they know they weren't going to make it to the promised land, they was trying to pave the way so we can go. So right. we, can, we can get on that road and we can keep going to the promised land. And that need to be the same thing for us. We need to keep paving the way for the generation behind us so they right. can keep going forward. And now it don't matter if, if, if my name is in the history books or Levi's name in history books, Brian right. or JT, it don't matter. It just, it just needs to get better for our next generation. And right. if we keep fighting, yeah, if we keep fighting for recognition, nobody's going nowhere and our next generation is going to be worse off than what we was. Right. So. And you got a lot of people that say they, they grinding for their first name and they ain't grinding for their last name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. JT, uh, I feel like in addition to that, like, I, 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 even the last segment, the last question that you had, when I heard JT answer and then hearing Levi's stay indoor, I'm sorry. I know JT ain't go yet. I'm, I'm, nah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. When I'm looking at it as if to do black empowerment, to do in, men empowerment, rather, um, we need men codes, and whoever's leading this, you feel what I'm saying? Right. Who's ever leading any form of men empowerment has to articulate those men codes, and if those men codes are broken, you you are no longer part of this right. empowerment. Right. Nope. And that has to be said. It has to be articulated. It has to be broadcasted. It has to be known, and people has to believe and trust. That that is what it is. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Right. Because if those codes are, are broken, because that's the problem here that I'm here, and I'm a leader at heart. I'm a leader at heart, and I'm a, and I've grown to be a leader at mind. So right. uh-huh. it's it's like you have to put those things in place in order for men empowerment to truly work. Because I've been a part of coalitions, Levi. I tell you, mm-hmm. we've been a part of it. Damn near uh-huh. 50, 60 men in the building. 
Yeah. You, ain't lying. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then selfishness occur. Yeah. I want this and that, or my name ain't on. And people completely forget about the mission, mission. Right. Yep. why we here. Right. That we getting food for free. Right. Right. To be productive for a community. Right. right. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, so I, I've been a part of those things where it's not mm-hmm. healthy if the right leader isn't set in the right terms and guidelines mm-hmm. and policies up front. That this is what this is. And if right. you're not about that, you're gone. So right, any right. whisper chat that we get and we identify, you're gone. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Um, JT, we'll go to you and we hit the uh, next question. Uh, why do you think it's hard for men to encourage one another? Oh, man. It, it, it was cool that Brian just added that, that code part in there, man, because as a man, you don't never want to compliment somebody and get disrespected. And it always has to kind of be like a, a two-way street. What I noticed with a lot of people, you know, from putting work in, you know, it's it's always like they accept the compliment from me, but it's not two ways. Yeah. So you get to the point where that builds up over time, too, to the point where it's hard for you to compliment. Because a lot of us start out, hey, what's good, bro? Good job. Then all mm. of a sudden you start to realize, oh, this is one-sided. <laughs> this is all about what, what they can get from me, you know? Now I'm I'm giving you a plug, your organization, your yeah. brand. But then now I'm noticing when it comes to me, you know, you don't do it the you know the same way. And and me personally, I don't like to do anything that I don't feel pure with mm-hmm. or if it don't come from an authentic, organic place. Yep. And I don't care who it is. And that's something that I just got comfortable with with myself. So I don't care what people read into. Like if there's something that you do, and it automatic, and it, you know, we get that intuition too. Yeah. It just hit me. I was like, you know what, Brian did that. That's cool, but I don't feel pure about it, and that's cool. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? And once we learn how to respect that moving forward, I think that's one of the things that um we have to understand. It's about having relationship. Yeah. So I could tell Chris, like, hey man, in passing, if if I don't if I don't have any expectation from you, then it's easier to empower and encourage because you're somebody that I'm going to see and, and pass it. Right. So it's easy. Yo, what's good? You know, what's good, LeBron? You know, good game last week. Going about your business. You know, that person don't owe you no type of loyalty. Mm-hmm. He don't owe you nothing in return. Yep. So that's easy to empower him and encourage him. Now, when it comes to the relationship side of things with men as far as empowering and encouraging, it goes to those codes that Brian said has to be established and respected. Mm. Because now, again, to get back to this is a two-way street. There's some things that I will require of of Levi in return and vice versa that with, Le- uh, with um, Chris said earlier where you said, hey, I might talk to JT about my marriage but not Levi. Right. Or I might talk to Brian about my kids and not JT. It's the same way in empowering and encouraging. There's different levels of expectation and loyalty and, and common ground mm-hmm. to where you can intrude on another man's uh, territory and, and build on another man's, I wouldn't say turf, but there's just there's just little things that we in society just don't learn how to respect. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just think if we learn how to have mutual respect for one another, then that 
will aid us in being able to empower and compliment and encourage. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Um, listen, I'm going to do a quick commercial break. I want to highlight another uh, small business, a black-owned business, um, Clay Brooks Maintenance LLC, their removal service. Um, they remove anything like uh, construction, demolition, dirt, rocks, sheet metal, random trash, and more. Um, call Clay Brooks Maintenance LLC at 856-332-6581. And they also do sanitation service. That's Clay Brooks. Clay Brooks Maintenance LLC. All right. Um, getting back into it. Um, Levi, we'll start with you. Um, what are some areas that men need to be empowered on? Like, um, you know, fatherhood, husband, boyfriend, um, you know, activists. So, so what are some areas that you feel that men, um, and we can even be more specific, uh, black men, um, need to be uh, empowered on. Um, well, I'm just going to key on a few because I know my, my boys are going to touch on a lot. Um, from what I see, even with like from coaching football, high school football, some men like they literally need a therapy session, bro. Yeah. Like it's a lot of guys that got like if if they're not into sports, you got some kids that if, if they're not into sports, they really still need somebody to talk to. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And like I said, like me as a, so me growing up, a lot of people didn't know or don't know. I was adopted as a kid. You know, my mother was an addict. Biological mother was an addict. My father, biological father was an addict. And I still haven't met him still to this day. But um, these are things that a lot of us hold on to growing up. And it gives us a lot of anger. Yeah. I think that's mm-hmm. some of the reason why I love football so much. Because I can go on that field and just be a beast and do, you know what I mean? Like, just spaz. Yeah. had a lot of anger. So, you yeah. know, you see this short dude, and he hit, like, you know, there <laughs> <laughs> was a lot of anger coming, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. a lot of anger. And I learned that later on, and I learned that last year. My first time ever doing therapy last year, I learned I had abandonment issues. Mm-hmm. So I had abandonment issues. Oh, you got to think. I never acknowledged that, but I learned that's what I dealt with. Just doing that therapy session, and I used to think I used to clown therapy. You know what I mean? Growing yeah. up, I, said, yeah. I, ain't I ain't crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I ain't this and that. But the things that they pull out in you, you know, just off of basic questions, what have you? The Joker almost ready, about ready to cry. <laughs> and you know, we ain't weak. You know, you're trying to but you gotta think. It's so these are so many boys like literally in the positive vibrations. There's one kid. He just kept telling me, "Shut up." And getting mad. He was always upset. I'm like, yo, who, who you talking to? So I got with him like a coach. Got up in him. You know, I'm like, bro, like you going to chill that out. So he was real upset. I told his mom. So he came back and he was like, um, I said, look. So I broke it down to him almost like a therapist. You know, I was like, listen, I know something must be going on. I said, that's not you. That's not how you act. I know something else. So later on, he broke it down. He was upset because his mom and dad have split. His dad mm-hmm. always will tell him he's going to pick him up, but he never picks him up. You know what I'm saying? So that young man right there had a lot of animosity and a lot of anger. And so now he was just throwing it. He was telling the kids to shut up and everything else and said the same thing to me. And I'm an adult. So we had to channel that. But I saw right then and there, it's a lot of people that have a lot of frustration in their lives. And instead of having somebody to talk to, they don't know the, the norm, like, 
it's shunned upon. Like, you know, you don't need no therapy. Just, yeah. just go on, do your thing, go to work. Like you were saying, like we talked about earlier, a volcano. It's a volcano erupting. So I think a lot of us men need to be encouraged and empowered to find. If, if you don't feel comfortable talking to somebody of another culture, talk to somebody. There, there's therapists that are a part of your culture that understand where, where you came from. Talk right. to them. Let them know. You know what I mean? Like, this is what I'm dealing with. My mom, I watched my mom get beat or this or that. And this just this, this, this pains me. It makes me mad as hell or something like that because it's going to pull that anger out so you're able to be the best version of you so you're not focused on that. You know what I mean? You're going to deal with it. Part of your healing. It's so many people right now, and we probably the same in the same boat, that haven't healed from something that ha- happened to us when we was five or six or something that we saw when we was five or six. Right. So many of us. Right. And but then we put it on to our kids. So now our kids are growing up with this ideology that we gave them from an experience that we never healed ourselves from, you know, in the beginning to help show them, okay, this is why I sheltered you so much, but I might have sheltered mm. you a little bit too much. You know yeah, what I'm saying? So, yeah. Yeah. You know, and it almost is like with the same thing with women. Like some women um might shelter their kids so much that when their kids turn eighteen they just wild out. Right. Or something like that. You know right. what I'm saying? And it's because of that, that that portion that you pass down, like like you said, generational. So, yeah. but that's not, that's what I feel like. Um, that's one thing men need to be empowered on is seeking counseling, therapy, and somebody they can talk to. Young men, little young uh, kids, adults as well. So, right. Uh, Brian, same question. Uh, what are some areas that men need to be empowered on? So many. We need to be empowered on everything. <laughs> so <laughs> everything. So where's the coop stops? <laughs> Before I start, like, it's, it's kind of like, <laughs> it's kind of an issue right now. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. It's the issue that we just joke about that when they say everything. But on the flip side, we ask the question, why do women unite and empower yeah. to basically diss us? Right. <laughs> and then they get to the question on what do men get empowered on? It's like, damn. So <laughs> if we feel like that, how the fuck do women, I'm sorry, excuse me. How do women feel? Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Like, it's really a catch 22 at this point. And mm. it just, it struck me just now that we started laughing because of that. Right? Mm. Like, we really got a lot to work on. You <laughs> know what I mean? Yeah. You know, as men, so I feel like we really have to be empowered first and foremost with two elements. Um, I know we all got different faiths and walks of life. That's one element that's, you know what I mean? I'm going to say three elements. That's one element, faiths and walks of life, um, different, whatever faith you believe in, but truly dive in and engage in that faith, whether mm-hmm. it's Christianity, Islam, spirituality, whatever the case may be, just fully indulge in that. And be one with that. 
um, because that is the, the, the signature part of who we are as a core. You know, but the two that I was speaking on is woman and family. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I think we really have to be because, and this is the flip side of it, because a lot of us haven't been brought up. Right. right, right Black men right, specifically right. haven't been brought up in that two parent household to be able to experience the balance. Mm-hmm. And I've dealt with, I mean, youth, I've been in youth development for so long. I'm not in it right now, currently, but I've been in it for so long and I've seen the effects of an 11 year old girl who parents are just getting divorced versus an, another 11 year old girl who never had their dad and the emotional distraught that happens from that 11-year-old girl from them parents being divorced mm. is like beyond me in relation to the 11-year-old girl who don't even have a dad. Mm. So to experience having two parents in a household and then learning at, a, in, at an adolescent or teenage age that your parents are no longer going to be in the same household, that kid was a completely different person for at least three months in our program because of that. It had that much effect that lets you know just how powerful it is to have two parents in a household. Mm-hmm. Because the other 11 that never had a dad, she all over the place. You know what I mean? Having fun, engaged in this activity, calling me her, her Doing, doing the busted challenge. <laughs> yeah, you know, she's she lit. You know what I mean? She in leadership program. She's selling a pizza for fundraising. She all over the place. You know what I mean? Right. Is she hurt? Absolutely. Yeah. But the hurt that's showing with this kid that had a two-parent household that parent, parents going in divorce, it was a completely different thing that I've never experienced because mm. I didn't grow up in it. So it, it was a, a, a culture shock to me. Like, oh, my God. Like, she is really, like, this is one of my awesome students, my positive students. And completely went left. So it, it shows just how powerful it is to grow up in a balanced home. A lot of people ask, uh, what's more important, a father or mother? There's no importance. The importance is balanced. Mm-hmm. The importance is being able to know I can go to mom for this. I can go to dad for this. I can trick mom for this. I can trick dad for this. <laughs> At least I know that the love, in order for me to trick, I know the love that they both give me. Right. Once you get to an adolescent teenage age, right, right. that means you identify the love. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? You know the sternness. You know the the, the, the nurturing. You right. know what I mean? Right. You, you know that this, this person going to push you. You know that this person just going to listen. Or father is just going to listen on this uh, situation, and mom may not be able to understand on this situation. Please don't tell mom. Mom, please don't tell dad. Like, to have that mm-hmm. means you're full. Right. Right. You feel what I'm saying? That's good. And you're That's able good. to now, right, be a part of a new family dynamic that you're creating for yourself and be that and be able to look at it like, I, I, I already know. I know you're going to pay me, get your mom. I did that with my mom and dad. But if you never did that with mom and dad yeah. and you only had mom or you only had dad or you didn't have mom or dad biologically, and like Levi said, growing up in the foster parent home, then how can you look at a situation and be like, you know what? I know how to be a father, a family, 
and a, a husband. Mm. I know how to be a loyal man to be able to identify and strengthen the woman who I encounter in the dating phases, in the relationship phases. I'm not even talking about the husband and wife phases. Right. I'm just talking about you as a person. I had to grow to be this person. You feel what I'm saying? Absolutely. It took me through all of these leadership trainings and youth development and community trainings and all that to become an individual to say, you know what? Those ways is done. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to prepare myself to be this person, right? Like, and still I can't be the person fully because I have an experience. I just know a vision that I'm going to be. Yeah. But a lot of people don't even have that vision, right? Like the wow. only vision is their, their past. Yeah. So if your only vision is your past, that's all you got to work with in your current present. So it's, it's more so of, nah, you can't. So when I say family and I say woman, if we do those things where we there for our kids, we understand the importance of education. We understand the importance of village. We understand the importance of mentorship. So therefore when you, and that's for the woman too. So the man is teaching a woman because the woman is the same bracket that we in, in this particular topic that they didn't grow up with a father. Mm-hmm. But they don't know. Yep. So we out there arguing with these midget league coaches <laughs> and not knowing that these midget league coaches are volunteers. Yeah. That's instilling character, leadership, teamwork, and all of these principles in your kid for two hours a day, yeah, ten hours yeah. a week, yeah, maybe twelve because of the game. You feel what I'm saying? Like to understand the importance of that means that you understand the importance of the principle of family and the principle of being loyal and honest to your woman, man. Like we gotta, we gotta love. And, and understand that part. Like, and there's mm-hmm. black women that don't. And, and there's black men that don't. And the problem with some of us as leaders is we want to reach them instead of reaching the willing. Yeah. yeah. You gotta reach the willing first. Right. Right? Like, if you wanna do a black empowerment event, let's do it with the black men who first understand the principle of empowerment. Mm-hmm. To create the environment in which the other people would say, I can trust that. Yeah. yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, like I can get behind that. Anybody that want to find a new church, they go into a church to see the environment. They're like, oh, this environment. That environment was created by a small group of people first. Yeah. And then when people came, they oh, I can trust this. I can trust this. Now they follow. Now they're being transparent. Now they're right. being open. Now they're joining. Now they're tithing. Now they're doing all of those things. So it's the same thing with any kind of group. You mm. start with the willing, and then it grows. Right, that's good. You establish the core principles, the codes, and everything else. Then they grow. So back to it, like man, when it comes to men empowerment, women and family got to be on the literally the top three. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, JT, what are some areas uh, that men need to be empowered on? Man, I would say in their household, just like uh, B was saying. That's very key and essential to anything, man. You know, and, and that's what a lot of people don't understand, even about going in, um, in community work. And I feel as though that part has to be kind of like stabilized by the woman that you have in your life. You see what I mean? Mm, yeah. So mm. with me, with me being so active out in the community, you know, my, my household, I, I usually keep a little, close to the vest and more private. But, mm-hmm. you know, my wife is the source of a lot of my motivation. 
strength, um, situations where I might be ready to, uh, give up prematurely. And she's mm-hmm. quick to remind me, like, hold up, uh, understand that. Remember, you said God gave you this vision. So you have to understand he's going to make provision. He prepared you for this. You deserve it. Go out there and earn it. Go get it. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, given that reassurance in the household first, it's easy for me personally to go out in the community and be strong because I know the backing that I have at home mm-hmm. to where if I have to make a um, sacrifice financially to fund something, I know she's going to back me up. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey, this, yeah. Might be a little, this might be a little tight right now because I had to help a kid out. So yeah. knowing that she's going to pick up the slack to what I had to sacrifice to pull from our finances or our household, you know, that's where I feel as though gives me a lot of um, <laughs> power, so to speak, yeah. and, and encouragement because then it also trickles down to the kids because now, you know, the kids are straight to where she's willing to, to do a little bit more if I do have to be out of the household, you know, uh, more often for, for other duties that I'm obligated to. So when you feel comfortable in that space and, and knowing that your, your household is intact, that's the best part, like Brian was saying, man. It has to start with your um, your woman and your children, man. Once you know that that's cool, you feel so comfortable operating anywhere else. And a lot of the other stuff don't matter when you know you're coming home to a clean environment, peaceful environment, your kids are straight, taken care of, well-fed, well-groomed. And, and when that's intact, man, it's easy for you to go out here and motivate other individuals because you don't um, – Mm, you don't mm. have nothing to prove. See yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I have a saying that I like to tell people is that, you know, women rule the world, men just govern it. See what I'm saying? <laughs> because women is the motivating factor in everything. That's where a lot of beef start. That's yeah. where a lot of contention start. Wars. You know, wars. <laughs> so yeah. even if we're talking in community work, I tell people all the time, if <laughs> you can indirectly affect so many people just by their woman coming home saying, you know what? I like that program JT has going on. Not too many men going to keep wanting to hear that. Mm-hmm. So they either going to mm-hmm. sit here and say, I'm going to be a better coach. <clears throat> I'm going to be a community activist. Yeah. Something. That woman is going to motivate you to do better just word of mouth or indirect competition. So when that's intact with a man's a female and being comfortable and that capacity, man, it affects everything across the board. I heard uh, a guy was in Sam's uh, fishing chicken one day, and the guy um, that was hooking the clams up for me, um, he was just talking to me, and he said, man, I don't get a lot of these guys that go out here and try to prove themselves, this, that, and the third. He said, man, if you got a woman at home that's faithful and that love you, nothing else in the world should matter. Yeah. See what I'm saying? And I'll just piggyback off of what he said, man, you know, and that's what, is the biggest thing that can keep a man grounded is just having his family life intact. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 um, I agree. I think we all can agree family life and, um, you know, um, the woman and children are like, and I'm going to go as far as saying self love too. I think, you know, we need to be more empowered yeah. on self love. Um, I, I think that's like the initi- initiation of, of loving everybody else right. Um, cause if you don't yep. love yourself and you angry all the time, you know, you're, you're ruin a good family. You're ruin a good woman. 
Um, mm, you ruined yep. some good kids. Um, so you gotta, uh. and it goes back to what Levi was saying, um, therapy. You know, you, you need, I feel mm. like you need to do what you need to do to get yourself right. There's right. no way I can, I can love my wife and my kids if, if I'm not right. Um, right. you know, yep. if I, if I can't go talk to somebody about the hurt that was caused to me, uh, when I was five or six or my dad leaving, um, the hurt that's caused. And then here I am repeating the cycle. Now I'm leaving my kids when things get hard or I'm, I'm knocking my wife upside the head because I, I, I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to get, I'm, um, I don't want to get my frustration out while I'm getting my frustration out the wrong way. Um, so yeah. we really need to and be empowered on self love. Like it's okay to love mm-hmm. yourself. Um, yeah. I know, I know with all of us, we, we put people before we put ourselves. And yeah. a lot of times it's okay to take care of yourself first and be like, no, I'm, I'm, I need to handle me first. You know what I mean? It's okay to say that. It's okay to do that. It's okay to go get pampered, go get a massage. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? They get, uh, get a manicure, pedicure. You know, I, I frowned upon them things, but once you get it done, man, I, I mean, you feel a whole lot better. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, for me, it's self love. Um, you know, that, that we need to be more empowered on. Um, I'm gonna go to this question and then, um, um, we'll kind of take it from there. Um, what are the, um, what can we do, um, to get more men to be empowered, like to come to more, uh, empowerment in sessions? JT, I'll start with you. Um, more empowerment in sessions, um, just to, to, to get us together, to get us in that, um, that thing like Brian was saying where we can, we can come together and, and unite and just kind of, um, you know, instead of that one-on-one talk where we can come in and we can get into that group session and we can just, you know, just talk like what, what, um, uh, so what can we do to, to, to get more men empowered? Man, just, you know, being honest, being authentic, keeping it real and respecting the gift that that individual has. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, one thing that I notice is a trend is people invite people into a room just to, to, to degrade them in, in a sense. And once men sense that, like either you're trying to sell something or undersell their value, that's what kind of breaks, you know, men's uh, motivation as far as being a part of something. And that usually what causes, you know, separation. So like even with this panel, if, if you're going to call us to something like this or to a group, you have to respect each person's perspective, mm-hmm. the gift that they're going to bring, and their ideology. And when you do that and learn how to compliment one another, people will flock to it. Right. But when people get in the room and then it's like, all right, I invited Chris here because I know you have a gift. But then now when you get in the room, I'm going to downplay your gift. Mm. See what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That's what keeps men from getting involved in a lot of stuff. You know, ego bumping and all that type of stuff. Yeah, not being heard. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Not being heard. And you just have to have honest dialogue and conversation. I I can't, you know, reiterate it enough. It has to come from an organic, pure place, man, because we as men, we just have that built in us. Yeah. 
that's why it's hard to get over on us because it's like, come on, bro, don't don't play me short. Just be honest with me. Right. right. Or why you want me involved? If you if you uh, let me know that, then we bounce ideas off of each other. But when when I know you're just trying to, you know, clout chase or steal from me and you know ride my coattail and all that type of stuff, that's what caused men to separate. And then there has to be, like Brian said, uh, a core that's already in place that's going to complement, you know, the movement moving forward. So once you establish that core that have that that common ground, because men usually like to see a solid core. It's hard for for men to kind of just look at one individual and be like, eh, yeah, Levi's solid. We usually like to look that that man can empower other people first. It's kind of a, like almost kind of like a weird science. Yeah. So I'm like, dang, why Chris always standing alone? He seemed to be intelligent. How come <laughs> nobody else want to be around him? Yeah. So then when you start to see, okay, Chris got a solid core around him and then they kind of bring you into the fold and you start to see that it's real and it's cool and it's trustworthy, you know, it, it'll just become like a ripple effect and a snowball effect where more people will come in especially men if you're trying to attract them has to be real has to be authentic and it has to be something that um is fluid and willing to adjust with the different personalities that's going to come on board mm-hmm. you see what i'm saying yeah and then yeah. you have to be able to identify the direction that you want to go into so if you're going to say all right we want to go in a positive direction yeah. when you attract other men to it it has to be that you mm-hmm. see what i'm saying Yep. You can't be like, okay, this is a positive move, and now they get in there, and now they starting to have beef on the streets just because they connected with you. Yeah. So now you see what I'm saying? Yeah. But yep. I thought you said this was positive, man. This ain't nothing positive. <laughs> so your mission statement mm-hmm. and what you put out there, it has to be that if you want other men to get involved. Because mm-hmm. men ain't got time to be playing games. You know At what all. I mean? At all. <laughs> Le- yeah. uh, Levi, um, what can we do to get men more empowered? Um, one thing, like, I would say for me, I would say motives, create a motive, a goal, and execute. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, Brian said earlier, we done been in so many meetings, Nehemiah <laughs> coalitions. I'll keep it real. Politicians, <laughs> this organization, and all we doing is eating. Dude. We just eat food. Refreshments. My goal on this earth, I always say. I said refreshments. Yeah, refreshments. My goal on this earth. Yeah, we had some real good food there. Yeah, they do. Yeah, and not how they pay for it too. <laughs> my goal has always been my birth date, that dash, and then one day I'll have a death date. In that dash, I got to have an impact story, impactful story that's going to change. Something of of this generation, not just my life, but somebody else's life. So I'm the type of guy like I'll I'll, I'll be a part of a movement, but I watch it. I watch it. I look, mm-hmm. and if I don't see you no know, action, if I just see you meeting all the time, and I see you just meeting, and then you meeting, and mm-hmm. I see maybe a, a, this politician pop up here, and or I see this other politician come up, and I I just watch. I watch first. 
and I want to see the execution because if I don't see the execution, then I don't want to be a part of it because I'm not there. I can have a powwow with my own kids. <laughs> I can have a powwow with my own relatives and family and talk about what we can do to change the community. Right. I'm all about it. So I think for men to be empowered and for us to create an empowerful, uh, empowered movement, we got to create a motive which is empowerment, a mm-hmm. goal. What's our goal? What's our end goal? We got to have a couple different goals that says, okay, we got this goal, so what's our deadline? That means that we got a deadline. That means that we have to execute before this, you know what I mean, before we get to that deadline and something has to be done. So there has to be some type of action. So I think it's basically that we need to create, uh, to to establish that action plan. Right. What's the action plan? Right. If we're going, if we're going power, that means... Uh, it, it could be something as simple as five of us coming together and say, look, this is our goal. We're going to empower each other. Well, how are we going to empower each other? We're going to work on our credit together. By six months, your credit need to be this or that or that. We're going to call our credit, our debts, our collections, whichever. We're going to get the secure visa, whichever. And we're going to do this and do that for our personal, for our personal goals. And by the time we get here, everybody's credit should be looking halfway decent or, you know what I'm saying? Like, so basically, I think we need to always have an action plan. And a goal and a deadline to help with this, uh, you know, help guys come together and actually feel like they're actually doing something versus just meeting for just an empowerment. We'll just say we're meeting for empowerment and there's no action it really is worthless. You can do that with your kids. Yeah. That's, and, and I, <laughs> I don't mean to put down the women, but. Right. I see that a lot, especially with the women. And cause I, I, I actually perform, you know, do comedy at a lot of women empowerment, uh, things and, um, and sit there hearing them talk is just, there's no action. Right. There's it's all, like there, yeah. It's like a, um, church almost. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, I'm, I'm just trying to hype them up. You know what yeah. I mean? Like a lot of these preachers. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. try to get you excited and, and get your money and all that. But then, like you said, there's no end game. There's no, right. there's, there's nothing. Well, all right, what's, what's after this? When this is right. over and, you know, we get done, we go back in our cards. It's like a New after? Year's resolution. Yeah. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that two weeks yeah. later. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's like that. And then, um, you know, us, us men, like you said, we, we're men of action. We're leaders. Right. Um, so we, we, we want action. Like we don't want, like you said, we just don't want to sit there and, and look. All right, what what are we gonna do? We can talk. Right. About, we can talk all day, all day. But we have to do action. <laughs> right. You know what I mean, Brian? Uh, you can uh, wrap us up with this question. Uh, what can we What can we do to get more men empowered? Uh, I have two things. Um, I kind of like jotted it down real quick because they both touched on like phenomenal things. So I had to like write something that was different because <laughs> I was already thinking what they thought already. So, um, so I piggyback off of what Levi just said because that was the first bullet point when he was speaking is that those angles, those action plans, man, like we say those things, but I, I just want the, the listeners to truly understand how impactful that is. Mm-hmm. Like an action plan literally comes with a group of people collectively talking about where we want to go. What is the goals? And then documenting the steps collectively to right. get there. Not with argument. It may be some debate. It right. may be some creative differences on how we're going to get there. 
But at the end of the day, we're going to create the goal of how we get there. Mm-hmm. And one solution don't mean it's, it's going to it, it, uh, solves all problems. Right. So if you have a creative solution, you have a creative solution, you have a creative solution, you may say youth, you want to do sports and basketball and football programs. You may say youth, you want to do STEM, science, technology, engineer, math, and art, and all of these different things. You may want to deal with family. You may want to deal with the the uh, the ex convicts. Da 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 da. Like cool. Right. Mm-hmm. Those are all pillars. It's called an organizational structure. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So to piggyback off what Levi said with the action plans and the goals, to have a, a, an empowerment group, it has to form in some form of, of organizational structure. What are the pillars? What are we focusing on? We're right. doing service in the community. We're doing youth development. We're doing you know, women empowerment, we, we, we developing like families, we, we focusing on financial literacy, like we have all of these focuses. So whatever talent you feel is though you best at. Right. Fall in line. And Brian, yeah. look, let me, <laughs> let me throw, throw this in there. Which part you want to be in? Don't, let me throw this in there. Somebody came to this, came to you, for, well not came to you, but they say they came to Cumberland County and said, look, I got 200 million right now. What y'all need? Who has a plan? Exactly. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the thing is, you need an organization. got to have it written down, plain, right. the goals, and that's where I exactly yeah. I, I understand exactly where you coming from. And that and that goes back to you what to what Brian was saying. Um, whatever you're good at, fall in line, and it, and that's a right. problem with a lot of people have. They want to do everything, or they want to do something they're not good at. You know what I right. mean? That's that's the wisdom that you need to have. Like, all right, I know I'm not good with money, but Levi is. So Levi is going to be over our financial thing. He's going right. to write down what we're doing with that $200 million, and he's right. going to give it to our sponsor. I don't right. know how to do that. I'm just, yeah, we're we, we going to buy some T-shirts. Right, you know, we, right. We gonna, we gonna, yeah, no. Don't nobody want to hear that with $200 million. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. Go ahead, Brian. We didn't mean to cut you off. But no, no, no. Great, great interjection because that's what it, that's basically, you know, the gist of that part of what I'm saying. That organizational structure is just so real that when you create it, everything follows. You know what I mean? Yeah. Along with that comes with those, like the main codes that we were talking about. That's basically written up in our policies and, you know, like this is what we are about. If you go against that on social media or whatever the case may be, you're mm-hmm. out. Because right. another thing, KG said, that's still a part of this part when my second one comes next, is that when JT was talking about when you are involved, like you can be in this positive circle and it's still negative. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you're a part of all of these people that have the ability to make change and all you're doing is talking about who not doing what and who da 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 who not to talk to and this person, you hear more dirt in these circles than you do in the streets. <laughs> You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's the same yeah. situation. So like, no, I don't want to hear nothing there. Only thing I right. want to hear about is the mission, the vision, and what we're doing. I don't care about who we need to stay away from. That's the conditioning right. from being in a small town. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. How many times we want to hear the same names? JT Burks, Brian, Levi, Chris Clark, JF. How, how many times we want to hear those same names? You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it goes into the next part. Right. Leadership is about not passing the torch. It's about having a torch and encouraging the young to use their torch to light 
use your torch as a light yeah. to create their own path. path. Right. Yep. Where is our youth? Mm-hmm. So if you're talking about men empowerment, these teenagers are about to be men. Some of them are already men because they having kids right now. Yeah. Right. You got yeah. teenagers, you got 21 and 25. So I, I, I see and I view all of these different things that we're doing, but where are them on these panels? Where are them in our programs? Mm-hmm. Where are them? Why are we not providing the wisdom to them? Why are we not training them? Why are we not engaging them? Because those kids that's going to Rowan or going to come to County College or in high school right now that, that are doing good, they're overlooked because we spend too much time on the negativity. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? There We're trying go. to change all the gangbangers, but these black kids are still in these schools amongst the gangbangers that need an outlet. Yeah. But we're not reaching them. And if we reach them and they change, then we can change the game, baby. We can change that. They can see that there's something positive. I remember in high school, I remember being a part of a club. It was called Every Young Man Make a Difference and Come to Regional. Yeah, FBLA. Now, now, I realized that lady was, she had just too much going on. So she couldn't do as much as she wanted with us. But if she was consistent with us, yeah. we could have changed the whole goddamn dynamic of the school because yeah. we was all popular. And yeah. we all was in that program and everybody would have been in that program with us. Yeah. But she was just doing too much because she was an administrator as well. So she brought us in our office to have a conversation. But if she had a legit program to take us forward, everybody would have followed us. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So, I remember so with that, that being said, like, you focus on those kids and you focus on those teens and those young adults that are working, that do want to do positive things, they just don't have the outlet because we're focusing on the wrong kids. Yes, and I'm not yes. saying not to focus on the wrong kids. I'm saying when you focus on the willing, you're able to provide you're able to provide that balance or that not balance, that persuasiveness. Yep. You yeah. say that this is popping. Right? Yeah. You can, you can have a whole bunch of gangbangers in, in a whole, a whole bunch of teenage gangbangers in a room and talk to them for 60 minutes. The other 23 hours, they write back out in those streets. Yep. So if all you providing is your lip service, that's nothing. But once you provide something, you say, Hey, this is what we're doing. Right? Come with us. We've got teams already doing it. You see what they're doing. We're going on trips. We're going on college stores. We're doing mm-hmm. this, this, and that. They're going to be a part of it. Right? But yep. we're not reaching. Right, so where's the youth? That's my thing. The second part of men empowerment is not thirty year olds. Yeah. It's not forty year olds. It's twenty year olds too. Yeah, exactly. And it's teenagers yeah. too. They're the next people that's about to be men. So if we're not doing those things. We're not really doing men empowerment. We're just still being around the same circle of the JFs, the Bryans, the JT Burks, the Levi Feenies, the same circle talking about what we're going to do to change. Mm-hmm. Where yep. are the new people in the room? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, because you know yeah, if you think that's about it, yeah, yeah, if you if you think about it, that's the age where pretty much all of us was wilding out that that right. twenty, that early twenties. <laughs> you know, I have I have my first kid at twenty one. You know, <laughs> right. you know, yeah. So that that's the age where we really need to get to because by the time you know we turn thirty, we all settled down. You know, we. We know what we want to be in life. You know what I mean? We, we moving forward is that I didn't know what I want to do at 19, 20, 21, 22. You know what I mean? I needed guidance. I didn't have it. You know what I mean? Like I seen stuff, but it was like I was torn between the clubs and girls and, you know, things like that. But, um, 
Like I really felt like if I would have had a um an outlet because mm-hmm. I was too old for sports, you know, I wasn't going pro. You know what I mean? Uh, so it wasn't nothing to do but get a little rinky dink job and hit the clubs up every week. You know, get, yeah. you know, drink bars, whatever, be with women. You know what I mean? That's all it was. So yeah, that, that, that age bracket, that, that, um, 18 to 25, that's, that's that crucial, uh, age where we really need to get to them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So wow. Um, that was a great conversation, fellas, man. I appreciate y'all being on the show. Um, great. Wow, we appreciate you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. We, um, I, I really, really, uh, need people, especially the men to, to listen to this. But before we get out of here, I do want to go around and, um, you guys can give out your social media handle or, you know, and, and, and let us know what's next for you. And if you have any, uh, final remarks on the topic, um, just go ahead. Uh, JT, we'll start with you. Right. You know, again, bro, appreciate you letting me come on your show. Yes, sir. It's been a privilege and an honor. You know, people can reach me on Facebook, Instagram, JT Burks. Uh, you can reach out to our nonprofit Positive Vibes Community Group on Facebook. And um, you can join our uh, South Jersey group, Positive Vibrations of South Jersey, where we share only positive stories and events and things like that. And just moving forward in 2021, we're just going to continue to do community events, educate our youth, mentor our youth, continue with our athletic programs, and, and just continue to promote the light. You know, so that's the best thing that we can do moving forward. And I just thank everybody that's been supporting us and encouraging us mm-hmm. along the way. Nice. Levi? Uh, yeah, you can uh, find me on um, Instagram, um, Levi Feeney. Um, also on Facebook, I'm in the process of trying to combine my photography page with my uh, personal page. Um, Levi Reeves, Finney on Air. I also got a podcast that's going to be coming out on the Cook Up Radio Show next month nice. in March. Um, it's called In the Bread Box, um, the <laughs> Allergy Series. So make sure y'all stay stay tuned for that. Got a lot of episodes. I'm going to be interviewing some of these guys as well. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, yeah, and I got a couple things I'm working on this year, just trying to get back to who I was in 2012 when I was going crazy with the, the with the media and all that stuff. <laughs> so I'm getting ready to get back to that. Um, we also got a media program uh, getting ready to come up with Positive Vibes where the kids are going to be learning how to do film, photography, journalism, and all that other stuff. Nice, so we're going nice, to try to keep nice. them on so they can learn all about media um, and telling their own stories and whatnot. And um you know what I mean? Just stay in tune to the Cumberland County area and wherever I go. You just, all I'm going to do is work. All I know is how to execute. So if yeah. it's about action, I don't care who it is. You need help. Just call me. I'm there. Let's get to work. Yeah. Appreciate y'all, man. Love y'all too, brothers. Yes, sir. Um, you got that fans only page too, right? Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. Hey, Brian, uh, let them know about, uh, <laughs> where they can find you. <laughs> hey, yo, first and foremost, shout out to the Chris Clark Podcast Show, man. Shout out to you, brother. Appreciate you. Um, this, this motivated me. I'm sure it motivated Levi and others with the podcast. JT, shout out to your podcast as well. Um, so I'm also doing a podcast called Still Not Successful. It should be out in the spring or ready to be launched Ooh. around the spring time. Nice. It's about self-empowerment, persevering. Um, so there'll be a lot of different guests on the show. 
and I'll be talking about things that I do in my coaching program called Empower Circle. You can follow that on Facebook, Empower Circle. We have that group there now. Um, but the book, I have a book that will be coming out in uh, the summer, which will also be called Still Not Successful. So podcasts and the book go hand-in-hand. My coaching program go hand-in-hand, and we just talk about different ways to be self-empowered, and that can be for any gender, any race, any ethnicity. It's all about those principles. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anybody who's listening to this show, I just want to say, man, I, all my men, I hope y'all definitely was empowered by this show. Uh, shout out to Chris Clark again, man. I, I didn't know what to expect when I came on, but this was powerful, man. Yeah. It motivated me. Appreciate so it. thank you, brother. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. Listen, and I'm, uh, Chris Clark. Um, y'all know y'all can follow me on all sets, uh, Facebook and Instagram at Chris Clark Comedy. Please go to my website, sign up for the newsletter, ChrisClarkComedy.com. Y'all stay safe and remember God is love. Peace.